You are listening to the audio portion of the QB Power Hour webinar series. The QB Power Hour is a free bi-weekly webinar series for accounting professionals presented by Michelle Long and Dan DeLong, who are very passionate about the industry, QuickBooks, and apps that integrate with QuickBooks. You can find out all the details about the webinar series at qbpowerhour.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Transaction Pro. For all your QuickBooks batch importing, exporting, and deleting needs, be a pro with T-Pro. So without further ado, here's Michelle and Dan. Welcome everybody to another QB Power Hour. I'm very glad to have you all joining us today. We're talking about creating batch transactions in desktop and online. And we have special guest Transaction Pro importer is going to show you some uh, tools that are really great to help you go above and beyond what you can do within QuickBooks. Uh, my name is Michelle Long, owner of Long for Success. Very glad to have you guys joining us today. Today, I'm actually in McCall, Idaho, north of Boise. Uh, we came out here for a trip to visit my son and go skiing and have some fun. So good to be here joining you all today. You'll see there the link to our Facebook group. If you haven't joined us already, we'd love to have you on our Facebook group. It's a very active group. Um, lots of great conversations and resources out there. Dan, you want to go next? Yeah, I got to update that slide because uh, we're up to about 9,000 members on the on the Facebook group as well. That's true. That's a good point. But hello, everybody. Uh, my name is Dan DeLong. I own uh, Dan Witt. We transform businesses through technology, which is why I'm really excited that uh, T-Pro has joined us here today. Uh, used to work at Intuit for about 18 years um, and just love being able to, to work with Michelle here. Um, it's funny because now I'm home and she's somewhere else. So <laughs> it's awesome that we can do these types of things uh, no matter where we're at. Uh, so we have some special guests with us today. Uh, just uh, want to introduce yourselves, uh, Val and Michelle. Sure, I'm really glad to be here. Um, Val Holzer, I'm the business development manager at Transaction Pro. And I'm Michelle Harris. I'm the Chris I started to say Christmas. I don't know why. Customer <laughs> success lead. I don't know where my mind is today. Um, the customer success lead for Transaction Pro. Great. We're very glad to have you guys joining us. I look forward to the great info you're going to share with everybody today because your tool is amazing. Dan, you want to go ahead and go to the next one? Yeah. So some uh, upcoming events uh, for the QB Power Hour just to keep everybody up to date. A uh, couple next couple uh, episodes. Uh, our next one is going to be a niche nuances. We're going to head back to that series, and we're going to talk about e-commerce and the things about e-commerce uh, that those types of businesses have to deal with. And um, so we're going to have a, a, a good guest on that. Um, and then the 31st, we're going to talk about bank feeds. So that's a it's a real big way to automate your 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 clients' processes with rules and. Uh, and the bank feeds themselves. And we'll talk about the differences between desktop and online when, when it comes to the bank feeds. Uh, we have our PDF link for the, the slides. You can access all of the slides from, from all of the recordings um, and the recordings as well. We have current and historical ones with, uh, with the go to stage as well as YouTube and the podcast if you need to listen to us on the go. Uh, obviously, you can't see the slides uh, while you're on the podcast, but you get to hear our voices, so that's uh, an awesome way. And now, uh, I also wanted to mention that we're um, we're considering transitioning to Zoom. So uh, just keep uh, keep an eye out for that uh, with our, our webinar um, platform. Uh, so we may need to uh, you know keep you updated on that as well. Um, anything else you want to talk about, Michelle, with with upcoming events with the roadshow? Uh, just as a reminder, after busy season, pay attention for upcoming events, hopefully in a city near you. But remember, every month there's free webinars as well as VCons probably starting up again after tax season. Um, so, you know, just pay attention. There's lots of training resources out there as you guys need it um, from Intuit. So just check those out. Awesome. So our agenda today, we're going to be talking mostly about entering multiple transactions. So we're going to talk about, you know, why 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 that is you know some some use cases around that and we'll talk about some of the built-in tools with desktop and then we'll talk about some of the built-in tools with online um, and on online advanced and then we'll talk about the transaction we'll hand it over to transaction pro and then they'll talk about the the tools that they have when you need more than what quickbooks can do right out of the box so let's get started with uh, well, why enter multiple transactions um, 
one reason is just efficiency. You know, as you're working with your clients, uh, being able to enter in multiple transactions at the same time, uh, especially if you have the same service for multiple people. So bookkeeping practices or gym memberships, for example, um, you know, AOL, you know, back in the day where you had <laughs> the same service for multiple people, you could create multiple transactions at the same time. Uh, maybe you have a, a niche software solution that just doesn't work with uh, directly in, you know, you need to do something specifically in that software solution. And then you got to enter that financial impact into your QuickBooks. Um, and then also there's a value added tool and, and then expertise. You know, you want the right tool for the right job. You see the, the hammer uh, hammering in the screw. You know, you want to make sure that you have the right tool uh, for, for your jobs that you're doing for your, for your clients. So let's talk a little bit about uh, desktop. You know, what's what's right out of desktop. So hey Dan, uh, yeah, can can we go ahead and launch the first poll question? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, let's <laughs> let's see what they're using and and find out how many of them are using desktop online, both or neither. Yeah, sometimes I just get on a roll and. Uh, <laughs> oh no, I know it's easy to do that because it's such a great topic because this is an area where when you learn about this stuff, you can really do some very high value, you know, things with these tools and stuff like that, that's, that saves significant amounts of time. Um, so I think that's great. All right, answer our poll question if you could, just to give us a feel for who's listening and what platform you're leaving or using, sorry, uh, which platform you're using. Um, and as a reminder, uh, these poll questions are for informational purposes only. We're not doing CPE for this event today. Um, but we do like to see where you guys are at, and then we share that the results with you all as well. So I'm going to give you just a couple more seconds, and then we'll close that. So going, going, gone. And I'll just tell you, 20% were desktop, 30% online, and we got 56% using both. So all that's right. a good distribution there. Awesome, awesome. Well, let's talk a little bit about desktop first. So. Um, when I worked at Intuit, I felt like nobody recognized or, or even discovered this uh, batch invoicing tool that uh, I can't even remember when it came out, but it was probably about you know a good good ten years ago when when batch invoicing first became available. But the the idea here is that when you have the same invoice to multiple customers, um, you can create multiple invoices at once. Uh, so from from the customer's menu, there's a create batch invoices um, and it just uh, it's a, brings up a little wizard. You can choose the customers. Uh, you can also create what's called a billing group, uh, which is if you have uh, a certain type of, of billing group, uh, you know, maybe they're monthly or you can set it up as you know, semi uh, semi monthly or weekly. Uh, or if they have a different type of service that you need to create multiple invoices for, you can assign that to the customer uh, so that you can choose the billing group in the dropdown and then just choose all of those customers all in one fell swoop. And then when you do that, then it will allow you to then to create uh, the, add the, the line items to the, to, the, uh, to the invoices. So it's again, all of the same uh, amount of the invoices that you're creating here. And then finally, it just gives you a review um, and then you can create those invoices all in one fell swoop. So that's that's the batch invoicing, uh, creating batch invoicing uh, tool inside of QuickBooks. Um, and then further on, there was a, or later on, there was a, a, a enter batch transactions, which takes it to a whole nother level. Uh, so you can create batch entering transactions. It's in desktop accountant edition, as well as all versions of uh, enterprise. Um, and you can create checks, deposits, bills and credits, credit card uh, charges and credits, as well as invoices and memos. Uh, so we're going to be able to, or we provided a link there at the bottom. Uh, so if you have the slides, you'll be able to, to see the, uh, the link. And it, it talks about both the entering batch, batch invoices, as well as entering the batch transactions and how to do that uh, inside of uh, QuickBooks desktop. Then, um, then you have these options of importing IIF. So IIF stands for Intuit Interchange Format. Uh, it's really just a tab delimited uh, spreadsheet. 
Uh, you can open it up in Excel. And when I started working at Intuit in, in 2000, it was, it was, it's the same as it was, is then it is now. <laughs> so it has not changed at all. Uh, but if you know what you're doing in IAFs, uh, you can pretty much import anything that you want. Um, and there is a link here as well to the, uh, the kit. Uh, there, you know, Intuit makes them available to download and you can modify them in Excel. Uh, if you know what you're doing, um, you can do a lot with, with the IAFs. Um, the problem with the IAFs is as long as they're in the right format, they'll get imported. So be careful what you wish for, right? <laughs> um, always make a backup pr prior to importing your, your IAF. Uh, but the way to get to it is uh, file utilities import and then choose the IAF file and then bring it in that way. But the uh, the ability to, or the, the resource uh, link there at the bottom of the, the slide here. So if you need those, uh, the, the download the, the kit uh, to be able to, you know, basically create your transactions. You can start copying and pasting you know, right in, in, that, uh, in that Excel file. And then, you know, when you've reached the, the, the limitations of what, what QuickBooks will do, there's, there's plenty of third parties and we're gonna talk about one special one here today. <laughs> um, but there are, if you go to desktop.apps.com, that will give you, you can search for all sorts of uh, other solution providers that, that make the, make that available. So I'll hand it back over to Michelle. Did you, uh, do we want to do another poll or did we? Yes. Uh, yeah, let's, that's a great idea. Let's go ahead and do another poll question um, and ask which industry does your organization work with? Which industry do you all work with or which industry does your organization most closely align? So for many of us, we're probably professional services on here. Um, so let us know which industry your company works with. Um, and then I'm going to talk about um, you doing this stuff in QBO um, because somebody said, you know, why don't we have the batch invoices in QBO? Well, I'm getting ready to show you what we have available in QBO in just a second here. Um, and, you know, there's limitations with both desktop and online. And that's why we're going to talk more with TPI about their tool and, and the, the additional features and functionality that that makes available to us. All right, so I'm gonna give you a couple more seconds on this last poll question, if y'all can answer that. And yeah, Dan, I knew the IIF had been around a long time, but I didn't realize it was 20 years that we've had IIFs. Yeah, it was probably that way uh, ever since it started, but I, I, don't, I don't know the history of when it started, but it has been unchanged since then. Yep, yep. All right. Thank you all for answering that poll question. I'm going to go ahead and close it. And we have 69% of you are professional services, 6% retail, 20% others. So we had quite a few others out there. Um, but let me go ahead and share my screen now. All right. So let's now talk about um, QuickBooks Online uh, because Dan did a great job sharing with you desktop. But now I'm going to talk about the online option. And so first of all, we're going to talk about just doing the batch create invoices, similar but different to what Dan was talking about. So here, when we're looking at batch create invoices right here for QBO, we're looking at invoicing for unbilled time and expenses. So think about those people who have uh, billable time and billable expenses, billable charges, um, reimbursable expenses. You know, different companies will call it different things. So when you're in QBO, all you need to do is click on that unbilled activity. Now, if you choose, you can go in the account and settings and tell it that you want it to automatically invoice for billable time and expenses. And you can set it up as a recurring invoice and, and have it automatically happen, like let's say every month. So let's say you had a lawyer um, and they have, you know, they pay filing fees and things like that. And so they want to auto create the invoice and invoice for the billable expenses at month end, you can set it up to be totally automated. But some people don't like to do that. Some people want to review it and do it manually so they have more control on it. So I'm talking about here doing the batch invoice um, manually yourself, not setting up automated through the account setting. What you would do is you go into the money bar and you click on the blue box for unbilled activity. In there's gonna be all your billable time, billable expenses, delayed charges, all those things are gonna be sitting there waiting to be invoiced. You then can select the customers and under batch actions, 
click create invoice. And then it just automatically creates all three of those invoices with all the billable time and expenses and, and build activity out there. It will create those for you in a click. So it does save a lot of time. You then, if you clicked on the invoices tab, would see those new invoices that were created that you just created in batch from the billable time and expenses and stuff. So you'll see them right there. And then also you can um, batch send invoices. So let's say people are entering invoices all day. Maybe they just batch created a bunch of invoices, but all the invoices they're marking to be sent. They're not sending them individually because when you do it in batch, you don't want to go back in and send each one individually. If you've batch created them, you probably want to batch send them as well. So they would be marked to be sent. Then when you're ready to send them, you go under your sales and you can see where we can filter for anything that's marked to be sent later. You'll see under delivery method, it says send later. Then again, you can select those transactions, click on the batch, batch actions button and click send transactions. So we can batch create and batch send these invoices ourselves um, as we need to. Now there's also the, a report. Let's say you say, I wanna go see you know, what was done, what, when it was sent or things like that. If you create the invoice list report, so if you go to reports and you start typing in invoice, you'll see invoice list. All you have to do is customize that report to add a column on the very end here. You'll see the sent column. So you add that column onto that report, and then you can even click on sent to, be, to see the date that it was sent or see if it's marked to be sent. So you can see that um, and get a report here. Once you create this report, you probably want to customize it. And um, so I'm just gonna pop into QuickBooks and show you all this real quickly, if I can get to QuickBooks. Here we go. So I am in um, the QBO Advance Company. Let me go into like Larry's Landscaping. Whoops, I did LH&M. I'm looking for those unbilled charges. So we're going in here and we're gonna see if we have some. So I can just walk through it. so You guys can see the process here. So under sales, let's pull that up. My internet's a little slow in this hotel, so I've got a condo here, so I apologize for that. Does it normally take this long to load things? Um, so I'm gonna go under, whoops, I'm gonna go under sales. I wanna see my money bar here. Do, 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 do. If yours is this slow, something's wrong. <laughs> it should not take that long. Oh, and of course we got no unbuild activity there. I need to get into Larry's landscaping. But notice how quick and easy it is to switch in and out of different companies. Even with my slow internet here, when I go in and out of different client QuickBooks companies here, it's way faster than closing and opening the desktop company files. I mean, think about how long it takes to close a desktop company and then open a desktop company. So that's just one of the reasons that I prefer QBO now. <laughs> And I don't want to start a big old debate on which is better, QBO. Put up your dukes. Yeah, <laughs> let's get into it. Okay, so you go into your unbuild activity, and I hope this is not blocking the screen. I'm trying to move all the go to webinar stuff. You click on the box for unbuild activity. You would select these invoices. You'll see this is um, Alex Blakey. It looks like, and we've got a thousand dollars here. You can click batch create. Now I've only got one here. But what it's going to do is all the unveiled activity, it's going to create an invoice for that. Now, I had mentioned to you that you could do this automatically. And so I click batch create and then it's going to disappear. It's gone from my unveiled activity now. And it will be over here under my open invoices as outstanding. Here's that Alex Blakey for a thousand. What I had mentioned previously, though, about how you might want to um, set it up to do this automatically. Let's say you have an attorney. And let's say the attorney enters their time all month as a delayed charge, and then they have their billable cost um, and reimbursable expenses. So then at month end, you can set up recurring transactions and you can tell it under invoicing, let's get in here under sales and scroll down a little bit. Where's that automation? It is under advanced. Oh, I'm sorry, thank you, Dan. Yeah, under the advanced automation here, I need to scroll up. Um, ah, automation. 
Um, so in here under the automation area, this is where we can talk about if we or tell it we want it to automatically invoice our unbilled activity. You can tell it automatically create the invoice or you can tell it remind me. So you can kind of choose what you want to do. But this is where I talked about you could do it automatically if you wanted to versus going in and controlling it and batch creating them on your own. So that's one option for doing batch invoices, but sometimes that's not what we really need. Sometimes we actually want, and that what we just talked about was available with all versions of QBO, correct, Dan? That is Simple right. Start is really, yeah, that's all versions of QBO that you can batch invoice, particularly the unbilled um, activity and charges and stuff. What we're talking about now is batch entering transactions like invoices or expenses or bills. But this batch enter transactions that we're talking about here is only available in QBO Advanced. That's the new subscription level for advanced. So QuickBooks Online Advanced. In here, we can do batch enter transactions for invoices, checks, expenses and bills. When might you want to do this? This is where if you have somebody that's got a third party system, let's say they got a point of sale system and it doesn't fully integrate with QuickBooks or they've got some other third party system that doesn't talk to QuickBooks, but they're doing all their sales over there. Well, you could batch enter the invoices. You could export them into a file possibly and then pull them in here or you're manually entering them into here. Um, so we'll talk about the batch import in just a minute. This is the batch enter. Um, so similar to what Dan was showing when you wanted to create several at once. So let's go in and take a look at this room real quickly. So I'm going to pop back into QuickBooks and go into my advanced company. Because remember, we need to be QBO advanced for this. And a good example of that, you know, Dan just walked through it and he talked about how you might have like monthly or weekly or things like that. And maybe you got a homeowners or, or a homeowners association and maybe some of the homeowners are charged because they have a, you know, single family versus maybe they got a double family or maybe they got a single lot versus double lot or or whatever the situation might be. You might be invoicing um, different groups like Dan had mentioned. Um, but this is where you want to invoice customers the same thing all at one time. So let's say I have 50 homeowners and I want to invoice them their homeowners dues all at once. This is where it's going to save you significant amounts of time. Um, so under sales, um, I'm sorry, let me click on this. Under the plus, the quick create plus sign, not sales yet. We'll go in there later. See where it says batch transactions on that far right column? And the reason it's over there under other, because we can do invoices and expense and bills and stuff. So it applies to both the customers and the vendors. So it's under other over here, batch transactions. When you get out here, this is where it's kind of cool, but it's also kind of clunky. Like I liked some of the things in how desktop worked on this batch creating invoices, I liked some of the desktop features a little bit better, but I wanna show you how it works in, in QBO. So let's say I'm batch entering these invoices. I would go through here and be clicking and entering this detail. Bring, you put that in there if you want, a tab over to your terms, your due date, product and service. Whoops, tab over. And my go to webinar stuff's in the way. Um, let's just put hours there and select that. I'm going to skip the description. So let's, I clicked on that. Come on, keep going. Tab, tab. Let's say our rate is uh, 85 an hour and I could mark it send later. So you go through there and you enter one. Now let's say I want to invoice other customers for that. Over here, you can right click. I can get on that. You click on the the, the number or the three dots here. See where it says duplicate or duplicate for multiple customers. So let's say I have lots of customers. I needed to create the same invoice for 50 customers, let's say, like for their homeowners dues. When I click duplicate, I go through here, I can't choose a group. Like I can't create a billing group for like Dan said, weekly or monthly or for different you know size of homeowners association dues or whatever. I go through here though, and I can select the customers that I want to do this for. So I can add the three customers and then click next down in the bottom. And now I just created other invoices for those other ones. You can see here, whoops, I duplicated because I included the first one I already had. You can go in there and delete an invoice if you've got something wrong. You can click on it and duplicate just that one invoice for one other customer or something. You can create a new or add a new line. Of, so this 
is somewhat useful when you're doing batch invoicing, but I like the feature in desktop where you can create groups of customers and say, okay, I wanna invoice all of my monthly customers. I wanna invoice all my weekly customers. In here, you have to go through and select them one at a time and add them to what you wanna do. So it's a little clunky in that, um, but I tell people, remember, it's a V1, Intuit's still working on it. So I could save this and come back to it later. Um, but Intuit is working on it, so we need to send our feedback and let Intuit know what we like um, or you know what we want done differently and things like that. So let me pop back over to my slides and make sure that I'm covering everything. Whoops, not that. Yeah, and they uh, with those new features that it, that that they uh, put out, the the share the feedback is is prominent right there on the on the feature itself. So those are always a that's a good way to 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 get your voice heard. Yes, yes. Okay, so now that was one option where we're creating a batched invoice. Now, this is another idea that you might need to do is when they've got the invoices from a third-party system where they've entered them over here and we want to import these invoices. So Dan talked about importing transactions and he talked about importing with an IIF. Here we're importing with a CSV. All three of those files, an IIF, a CSV, can all be opened in an Excel file. So if you'll learn here, if you'll notice here where it says download sample CSV, start with a template. I recommend you download that sample CSV, you open that up in Excel, and then you can see the order that the columns need to be in and things like that. So you can try to help match that template there. And then you select to upload your CSV file, so save it as a CSV, open it in Excel, work with it, and then save it as a CSV. And then notice this box here, add new customers to QuickBooks. You'll want to check that box if you want it to create a new customer based on the invoices that you are importing. And here's a link to that guide um, to help you. You can see where it says download import guide. Whoops, right here, download import guide. That will help you to make sure you got everything mapped properly and in the right formats. If something's wrong, it will give you an error message and say your date is in the wrong format or you're missing this required field. So it will give you errors when you go to import for things that are missing. So once you select your file, then you're going to come in here and you map the, the columns from your QuickBooks file to that CSV or that Excel file. You'll want to map those there so QuickBooks knows how to import these things to the proper fields for you. So you go through and you do that mapping, and then you can import those all at once. So let me go ahead and show you this and talk to you about this for a minute. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, okay, so when we want to import data, we want to go through the gear or this menu up here to get into our um, additional stuff. Um, right now, it's not showing the gear. It's showing the three little dots here. But out there, you're going to click on that, and you're going to come under the tools column. You're going to click on import data. Now, remember, this is only available with QBO Advanced. With the other versions of QuickBooks Online, you can import your bank data, your customers, your vendors, chartered accounts, products and services, but you cannot import invoices unless you have QBO advanced. And that's what I'm showing you right here is the advanced. So this is where we wanna import our invoices. So as I mentioned, download this guide, check it out, download a sample CSV. And then when you're ready, save your file as a CSV. I've saved one out here. Hopefully I can find it again, quick and easy. Yep, sales. So let's click on sales. I want to tell add new customers in QuickBooks and click next. Then this is where it says, all right, you have to go through and do these mappings. So you come through here and you choose the columns that are in your file. What am I picking here? Due date. You're going to choose the columns and do the mapping between the QuickBooks fields and the file that you're importing. The item amount looks like we want. Let's scroll down. I'm not seeing it down there. Hold on, it's not probably, going down. Probably below your. <laughs> yeah, there, yeah, it was below what I could see. All right, so you go through, you do those mappings and then you click next and it's gonna tell you what's gonna happen. So right here, if I had any mistakes, it will tell me and it will show you what it is and it gives you hints on what you need to do to fix it. So I really like that. I think that's great. And then I can click start import and it's gonna import those invoices for me. All right, so you can do that, and it created nine new invoices. I could click here and go in and take a look at them. So you can batch import invoices. 
Um, you also can batch. Um, the other thing I, I forgot to mention earlier when we were talking about batch creating, when you come over here under batch creating transactions, I wanted to point this out to you is, let's get it up here. When you're out here and you're entering these things and doing all this, one of the things that I wanted you to notice, let's just click on a line here. Under the options, see how you can customize and add some additional fields, but we're missing a lot of fields. All right, so we can't include any attachments or any price rules, deposits, a bundle, a discount, or multi-currency. So we're missing a few features um, when we're doing the batch enter transactions. You can click over here and do a batch enter of checks or a back batch enter of bills or expenses, but it's kind of clunky um, because the way it's set up and stuff. So like I could come out here and uh, like if I'm entering batch enter bills, these aren't things that you typically are doing in batch where you'd want to like duplicate the bill or things like that. That doesn't happen a lot. If it, you know, if it's helpful for you, that's great. But just remember, you do have some limitations with this batch inner field, but some of the fields are not available um, and it's kind of clunky in some senses and you can't create some groups. So even though we can do some of these in desktop and um, online, it's not always everything we need. A lot of times it's kind of the basic level. We need more functionality, we need more capabilities, and we need to do more. And so that's where we look for a third-party app such as Transaction Pro or a third-party tool such as Transaction Pro. And they have several different tools, but today they're going to be talking specifically about um, Transaction Pro Importer and importing those transactions. Let me see, I think we have a poll question and then I'll pass the ball. Um, what is your familiarity? Um, I apologize for that and I apologize for the bad language. <laughs> um, <laughs> Y'all didn't hear that. Y'all didn't hear that. We'll bleep that out and post. <laughs> <laughs> Guess what I did? Do you ever get click happy? I clicked lunch and close right back to back. So I got click happy. And I closed the poll. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to go ahead and pass the presenter over to Val. And Val, while you're talking, I'll go fix and create another poll question. And we yeah. can launch in a few minutes, okay? That sounds wonderful. Okay, well, again, super excited to be here. Um, we did intros quickly at the top of the call. Um, but to get a little bit more granular in terms of roles on Michelle and I, um, who are both on the call today and what we do um, from the Transaction Pro team, I uh, work specifically with our business partners, our affiliates. Um, and Michelle leads our customer success org in our support organizations. Um, she is an accountant of 20 years, um, super knowledge on QuickBooks and very tech savvy when it comes to Transaction Pro. So if you're reading between the lines, Michelle is the brains of the outfit here today. Um, and she's uh, sort of manning the chat now, but we'll be providing a demo here shortly. And I'm going to tee that up with some general information on Transaction Pro. So um, as we've gathered, what is Transaction Pro? Well, it's a third-party app um, to use and supplement to QuickBooks um, as a tool to eliminate manual data entry and reduce errors when importing lists and transactions into QuickBooks. So why Transaction Pro? Where's the value to yourself? Um, or if you're doing something on behalf of your clients, where's the value there? Um, the obvious is that this is going to be a time saver, right? Because we're taking what's typically a manual process when it comes to doing um, data entry into QuickBooks. Um, that can potentially be, you know, several hours in nature when we're talking about time commitment. And now we're able to take that down to just several minutes when using Transaction Pro. Um, with that time savings, now we're giving you back the ability to go and do something else with your time, um, another task that you're hired to do, um, potentially a revenue generating task, right, where um, you can also turn this into a money or dollar savings as well. With T-Pro, we also see an increase in accuracy um, when we're removing um, a human being from doing that manual data entry. We're going to see a decrease in errors and thus an increase in accuracy. Um, in a bit of a sort of history lesson on Transaction Pro, um, we were acquired a few years ago by Right Networks. So very excited to be under the umbrella of Right Networks. But um, we've been around the block for some time before that, dating back to the early 2000s. Um, and we've always had a very um, close relationship with pro advisors, with QSPs, 
Many of these individuals are affiliates of Transaction Pro and have been for some time. Um, they love T-Pro because of the value props that we just talked about and what we do for their clients. And um, we love them, of course, because they help us grow our business. Um, and I tell you that because this product, Transaction Pro, has already received um, this stamp of approval, if you will, by um, your peers, by those um, intensive QuickBooks users. So and I can I can uh, I can vouch for that from from the Intuit perspective. Um, you know, I didn't know there were other solutions available uh, because so many people used Transaction Pro. That was like the top <laughs> top recommended there from 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 the, a call in perspective. Well, there you go. There you have it. Thank you, Dan. Um, it, this slide is rather wordy, but it's very informational in terms of if you're sitting there thinking, well, you know, what can I do with Transaction Pro? How can I use it for imports, specific import types? You can see it here um, broken out into columns. What are the supported transaction types, right? Are we doing um, journal entries or invoices that we're wanting to import, et cetera? Um, supported list types listed as well here. Um, and then the third column is going to show you our supported file types. So Transaction Pro, by the way, is it only works with QuickBooks. And we have a product for both QuickBooks Desktop and QuickBooks Online. So we've broken out the content on the slide to show you the, um, the supported file types according to the importer for Desktop and the importer for QBO because there's a slight variance. Um, so starting with the importer for QB Desktop, Excel, CSV, TXT, um, Microsoft's Access Database, and the SQL Data Sourcer um, DSN file. For the importer for QBO, Excel and CSV. And then, um, as Michelle um, and Dan have sort of alluded to, we have a suite of products at Transaction Pro. The importer is by far our most commonly used product. Um, but we also have an exporter that is very, very popular. So the ability to export data out of QuickBooks. Um, and so we've given here the supportive file types for each of the um, exporter for desktop and online products as well. So specific use cases, um, you might be sitting there thinking, hey, I've got a project that I know I can use Transaction Pro for. Um, let me also highlight for you some common use cases that we see um, our customers coming to Transaction Pro and looking for assistance with. Um, top of the list, we have lots and lots of people knocking on our door for um, help with data migration projects. So yes, we can help. Um, this works so wonderfully with the combination of that Transaction Pro exporter that I mentioned, as well as the importer. So using the exporter to get the, the data out of the old file, and then the importer to get the data into the new file. That can work for a QBDT to QBO migration, QBO to QBO, QBDT to QBDT, whatever the combination, um, we can help. And we have some really good support articles um, that I can uh, at least allude to and get you some uh, point you in the right direction of when we talk about our support resources here in a few minutes. Um, some additional use cases, importing data from a POS system, importing bills or expense reimbursements, importing data from a third-party payroll provider, and importing data from a time clock. Um, as I said, we work only with QuickBooks, but if there's some sort of third-party system that you are looking to um, get data out of, and as long as you're getting that data into one of our compatible formats that we just mentioned in that last slide, um, we can help you get that data into QuickBooks. So that is a good stopping point for a demo. We talked about it, now let's see it. Um, I want to turn the ball over to Michelle Harris from Transactions. Yes. And I'll tell you what, Val, thank you very much. Let me go ahead and launch that poll and not get click happy. <laughs> <laughs> what is your familiar familiarity with Transaction Pro? I'm a current user. I've used Transaction Pro in the past. I'm familiar with Transaction Pro, but I've never used and I've never heard of Transaction Pro. And I'm just going to add this quick as, as we pass it over to Michelle for her turn. Um, that I think this is um, an incredible tool and it's a great area for us as accounting professionals to learn about this tool and then provide these very valuable services to our clients when they have problems. You know, how do I get this data out of here and into this new company? How do I convert? How do I do this? All those use cases that they were talking about. Once you learn how to use this tool, 
you can really do some high value uh, projects and work for clients and stuff. Um, so I think it's it's awesome. And I'm very glad you guys are joining us today to help people learn more about this. So yeah, I'm gonna give you a couple. Go ahead, Dan. Oh, there's a, from, from my perspective of, of, of hearing the, the calls and calls coming in, it was always, a, you know, I've got X and I want to send it to Y, you know, and my, my answer was, if you can get it to Excel, you can pretty much use one of these tools. And because this was the most common one, that would be the one that I would talk about. Um, but yeah, if, if you can get it out in, in some kind of a supported format, then then you can utilize these these uh, the bridge between the two because you know something right out of the box you know like Quicken to you know was a Quicken to QuickBooks online I mean it was a was a horrible multi-step process but yeah if you could get it to Excel then you could get it right in and, and skip out skip over a lot of those steps that that you would need but I, I wouldn't want to be taking Quicken to QuickBooks online anyway but that's another story. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna go ahead and close this poll question. Thank you guys for answering. And the good news is that a lot of you are not very familiar with Transaction Pro, so I'm really glad. Michelle's gonna go through and do a demo for us now. So Michelle, you should have the ball um, and be able to share your screen. Okay, what we're gonna look at first is QuickBooks Online, and then I'm gonna give you kind of a brief um, view of QuickBooks Desktop, but overall they work very similarly. Um, Transaction Pro for QuickBooks Online does work with all versions of um, QuickBooks Online with the exception of the self-employment. It does not work with the self-employment version, but it does work with um, Essentials, Simple Start Plus, and the Advanced. This is when you first go to our website, it's importer.transactionpro.com. The first thing it's gonna do is ask you to sign in with Intuit. We do use your Intuit login information, therefore you're not having to set up an additional email and password to remember. And if you are the administrator of the account, you can log in directly from the App Center within QuickBooks Online, but only the administrator of the account can do that. Um, all the other participant users have to go to our site, importer.transactionpro.com. Um, and I guess because I was logged in earlier, normally it would ask for your login information. So um, it's kind of skipped that step because I was logged in just um, a few minutes ago. But it will list, if you have multiple subscriptions, it will list them. Today we're going to use Ned's Computer Services. Um, Ned was originally, um, at one point, was our mascot. He stands for Never Enter Data. Um, so I tend to still use Ned sometimes. Um, and from the screen, once you select your company, you can access all the different um, applications to which you have access to. Um, all our online subscriptions do include importer and exporter, um, but their higher ones also include deleter for you as well. Okay, we're gonna go to import. And on the first screen, boy, my internet is being slow today. <laughs> So on the first screen, you are going to see these are all the different import types um, that Val had mentioned that we can import in. I also want to give you everybody a heads up if you're a current user of Transaction Pro or you're going to be looking at Transaction Pro, we are actually releasing a new UI um, user interface for Transaction Pro for our online version, hopefully tomorrow. It actually was supposed to be released last week, so I was hoping we were going to have it. The flow is going to be the same. Um, the concept's the same. It's just going to look a little different. We're trying to make it where there's less um, on each screen so it's not as uh, much information, so it's more clear about what the next steps and everything are. Um, the big change is this menu is going to move from here to across the top and kind of have a flow to it. Okay, um, for today, we're going to talk about, we've been talking about invoices a lot. So I'm going to use invoices as my, um, Boy, I'm getting tongue-tied today, as my sample to show you how to import. The next screen, you're going to click to connect your file. It does list TXT there right now, but TXT, it will only use a TXT file if it is in a comma-delimited form. So I tend to tell everybody just use Excel or CSV. You can attach multiple files. If you had more than one file that you want to import in, you can attach them. The limits that we have are four megs, the file cannot be larger than four megs, or it cannot have more than 5,000 rows of data. So those are the two limits that you have when you're using our importer for online. Once you've attached your files, 
click select the file. If you are doing Excel, it is going to show you every worksheet that you have in your Excel. If you have multiple files, it will show you both files or however many files you've attached. What I'm using today is actually our sample file, which you can find on our knowledge base that, to download. And it has a sample layout for every single import type we do. So it's very handy. And I apologize, I thought I turned my reminders off. Um, so we're gonna click on invoices because that's the sheet we want to do. And then that's gonna bring us to our mapping. This is, um, just like Michelle was showing you within QBO, the concept's the same. You're going to map which column in your import file um, goes to which um, field in QuickBooks. Now, if you do not know like what we're saying, reference number, what it's referring to, there is a view QuickBooks name link over here. And you can see that the reference number is referring to the invoice number. So there is a translation. Some people get confused with the TXN date. That's the invoice date. So there is the information, the translation here if it doesn't click right away. One benefit if you are using our sample file and layouts is you can very quickly click auto match and it's gonna match up the names because they're exactly the same. However, that is not required. That is one of the benefits of Transaction Pro is it is very flexible. You can have the columns in any order. You can have the columns in any names. Now our online product does require column headers, but our desktop does not. So with desktop, you don't even have to have column names there. You can also assign a default value. So I was kind of, must get down here to the item. I was kind of inspired by Michelle talking about homeowner fees. So I actually went out and set up an item called homeowner fees. Or maybe I call it dues. We're gonna find out in a minute what I called it. <laughs> so, um, so for example, like she was using with the homeowners, if you had a list of all your customers in Excel, you can import them in and just assign the customers. And then that's gonna allow you to create multiple invoices because you can add a default value here of homeowner fees. So you can say, you know, it's homeowners, it's one. If you already got it set up, you don't even have to bring in the prices. So the only fields that are required are the ones with an asterisk. One thing to keep in mind, and we don't know why not, when you're doing invoices, for some reason, line item, it is required common sense, if you enter an invoice in QBO, then it's gonna be, I don't know why I keep looking at my mic. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, but anyway, there should be an asterisk here. For some reason it will not save. So it's the same common sense as if you're entering invoices in QuickBooks directly. Now, another thing is to keep in mind is that some fields become required based on what your selection is. So like if my line item type is an inventory type, then quantity becomes required. You have to tell it what quantity. Now, homeowner fees I set up as a service item, so quantity is not required. For us, the date is not required, but that's one thing to watch. If you do not import a date, it will automatically assign the date that you run the import. So if I ran it today, it's going to assign 3-3 to all these invoices. Now, stuff like due date, the shipping information, the billing address, if these are customers that are already set up in QuickBooks, it will automatically pull this information to your customers. And therefore, you will not have to import it in. So if your customers are set up, then you're good. You don't need to worry about bringing in the address unless there's changes or something you want to do something different. Once you have your maps, I just lost what I was going to say. Once you have your map set up, you can save it. So that way you will not have to recreate it the next time you import in the same file. You just click Save Mapping Options, give it a name. I put QBO. I can't type. So QBO Power Hour. So the next time I come in here, I can select from my drop down of all my different maps I've created and pick the one that goes with my file. So as long as my file type has not changed, as far as the column headers haven't changed, you haven't deleted a column you have originally imported for importing, then this map will continue to work for your import files in the future for that one. Once we have it, we're gonna click preview and import. It does give you a chance to see exactly how your data is lining up. 
Um, you can unselect if for some reason you don't want to select, uh, you don't want to import in that specific invoice for some reason. You can make changes in this import file if you want directly, just like you're in Excel. But the one thing to keep in mind, this is not changing your file. This is only changing your import. Because once you attach that file, it takes a snapshot of it. It collects the data and locks it as it is at that point. So once you have uploaded your file, if you make any changes to it, then you will want to go back and reattach that file. So that way Transaction Pro will recognize those changes. We scroll over here, we're gonna look at the item. You see it applied homeowner fees. Now this file was originally set up to have multiple, as you can see, multiple items here. Um, so it's given multiple lines of homeowner fees. But I do wanna show you real quick, um, if you have errors in it, what they're gonna look like, just so you can recognize. I'm gonna purposely give it a non-date value. Um, and we also have options. By default, it will automatically set up a new customer if that customer does not already exist in QuickBooks. But you have the ability with our options to tell it to do not add those new customers to, our, to your account. So it will let you know if it does not, cannot find that customer within QBO. Once you have your file exactly how you want it, you're gonna click import and it is gonna pop up and let you know that there's errors. Whenever you get an error in QBO, please be sure to always click on the box. It will either be red or yellow because that is gonna tell you what the exact error message is. So this tells me my date's incorrect. So I'll choose a new date and click import again. Now this time it should tell me that QBO power, or QB power hour does not exist. It's telling me all kinds of stuff. Um, duplicate numbers, it's not letting me bring it in and it's letting me know that QBO Power Hour doesn't exist. So what I'm gonna do, so I can show you an import real quick. You can tell I use this sample file quite often. So I'm just gonna bring in Leonard Walker and we import him in. I gave it a new number that I hope I have not used before. And it shows me that it did successfully import it in. So now if we go over here to QBO, there is the import that it brought in. I'm not used to my internet being this slow. We're having a very rainy day where I'm at today, so that may be affecting my internet. Um, and hopefully I didn't just jinx it and my internet's gonna go out. Um, but as you can see, here's Leonard Walker's invoice. Of course, I didn't bring in an amount. I hadn't set up a mail, but there, it brought in the homeowner fees. This was a very quick demo, because I know um, this is your lunch hour, so we wanna make sure we can get as much info to you as we can. Um, desktop works very similarly. Um, our desktop now has a, let me bring so we have that behind it. With our version eight, we have this new launcher. So I wanted to show everybody that hadn't had a chance to see this that still may be using version six or version seven. With our version eight, you will see a new launcher. So if you have purchased multiple products, you will have that same easy access to all three of them from one single icon, which is very nice. Um, but other than that, the concept of desktop is really similar. We do have a full demo of both our desktop product and our online product on our YouTube channel. So um, it goes into the same import that I just did with invoices in a bit more detail. But with that, I'm gonna turn it back over to Val. Perfect, okay, and I know we're coming up to the end of the hour here, um, but we've broken down pricing uh, for the Transaction Pro for QBO product and the Transaction Pro for QBDT product. Um, and so here we're looking at QBO uh, for Transaction Pro broken into three tiers. This, by the way, is just a screenshot of pricing from our website. So you can jump on to transactionpro.com and get this same information. I noticed we had some questions coming into chat about pricing as well as um, support options. So um, this is going to be a great slide to get answers to those questions. Um, our lowest level tier starts at $10 per month or $100 annually. Our, all of our online subscriptions are offered at both a monthly and annual price points. Um, great value for that $10 a month plan. Be aware um, there's a cap limit for imports at 200 rows of data per month on our lowest level tier. So if you think you're going to have needs greater than that, make sure to consider our middle level, middle level or top tier here. Um, again, as you go up in price, 
um, you're going to see that you get additional access to um, the importer, the exporter, and the deleter. That's what we're calling our bundle. So for our middle tier, that $250 annual or $400 annual um, price options, you get access to all three Transaction Pro products. We haven't talked about the deleter yet. Um, that's the ability to batch delete transactions and list, uh, lists. So those are available with our higher level tiers here. With the middle and top tier, um, there is going to be an unlimited ability for record, import, export, and delete. And then at the very bottom, you can see the support options depending on the subscription that you opt into. And Val, these subscriptions, so let's say I'm the pro advisor and I, I buy the subscription, I then can use Transaction Pro on a number of different clients and companies. Is that correct? Um, for QBO, is that what you're saying? Yes, or desktop. So or, is it a, or is it a per company charge? For QuickBooks Online, it's a per company. So you think ratio of Transaction Pro to QBO company is one to one. Um, we're working on that at Transaction Pro. Um, we'll have some more information um, uh, to share later on in the year about some advancements with our technology. Um, but for now, ratio one to one. Um, when we talk about the desktop product, which we're looking at here now, um, this is going to be, um, you can see unlimited company files um, to answer your question, question Michelle. Um, pricing structured differently for the desktop product as well. You can see it's offered in two tiers, one for our importer only product, um, as well as our importer exporter deleter bundle. So $1.99 for the importer only, $2.99 for the bundle product. Um, this is a one-time fee. I'll say it again, one-time fee, not annual. Um, so uh, super great deal there, in my opinion. Again, if you are interested in support options, you'll see that at the very bottom of each plan listed here. Wonderful. And so, uh, Val, here's here's a good question for you. And this is a great example of the possibilities of what we can do with your tools. Um, mm -hmm. So Kenneth says, we have a potential engagement to merge 37 QuickBooks Online files into one file using locations. Would Transaction Pro be able to help with that? Um, I'm going to defer to our resident expert. <laughs> Michelle? Michelle <laughs> here. Yeah. Um, Kenneth, I was actually about to answer you as Michelle brought it up, so you saved me some typing. Yes, we can definitely assist you. We work with companies that do that, that are taking multiple QuickBooks company files and merging them into one. Um, since you're using QBO, um, you will it will require a subscription for each of those 37 QBO companies, but we do have quantity discounts for um, anyone that's requiring five or more subscriptions, so definitely reach out to us. And the subscriptions are can be month to month. So if these are QuickBooks files that you're no longer to be using afterwards, then you can subscribe to them each for a month and then cancel after that month. So that will help you as well. But yes, we can definitely help you reach out to, again, support at transactionpro.com and we can help you with that. Wonderful. And uh, the other thing that I just love about this is, you know, so many times our clients have used QuickBooks Desktop. And those of you that have a hard stop, um, if you need to get off, we thank you very much for joining us. Watch for uh, the resources in a follow-up email, um, and we'll put a page out on QB Power Hour website. So those of you that have to jump off, that's great. But Val and Michelle have graciously said they could stay for a few more minutes to go over a few more questions that we have for people. So if you've got time, hang out with us for a few more minutes. But what I was trying to say is, you know, the desktop files, clients have used them forever. You know, 15, 20 years they've been using desktop. And the company's a mess. And so we may not want to convert from desktop to QuickBooks Online. And so what we can do is we can put in our opening balances and open transactions. We can use a tool like Transaction Pro Importer to take, let's say, the transactions from the last year and import those into QBO or something like that. Or maybe they were using another system. Um, so there's just a lot of scenarios where we want to import or delete um, these transactions um, and remove some. Maybe you imported to the wrong company. You might need to use that transaction pro deleter to go through and do a batch delete and stuff. So a lot of use cases for us um, throughout, you know, our endeavors with clients and stuff. Um, so another question for one of you two, does transaction pro work with an accountant's copy in desktop? And Michelle, I think I know the answer to this, but we'll see. So if you import those transactions in an accountant's copy, when you send them back, they would go back along with whatever the accountant's copy 
criteria is. So new transactions would go back with that accountant's copy. Is that correct, Michelle? That's exactly correct. Yes, we weren't great. That's what I use all the time is my accountant copy when I'm doing all my testing and everything, just to make sure there never are any weird stuff that come up for accountants. But yes, we right. weren't great. And, and yes, that would go right back to it when you send them back their file. Well, and well, another thing, Michelle, in um, QBO, I pointed out that there was some limitations and that when we were doing the batch enter invoices, we couldn't do multiple currency. And so Sam wants to know, can you do multiple currency and import foreign currency invoices or foreign currency payments with Transaction Pro Importer? Yes, we do handle um, multiple currencies. We also work with every version of transaction, I mean, with a transaction, every version of QBO. So whether you're UK or Singapore or Australia, we have customers all over. Um, and we do work with all the foreign currencies as well. Great. Dan, you got any questions for him? Yeah, uh, so one of my uh, things that I've, I've discovered is the connection between uh, transactions. So like a, a bill connected to a bill payment or, or an invoice to a payment, how does that, uh, what, what is the con connecting, you know, since you're doing transactions one, one type at a time, how does that, how does that work with uh, Transaction Pro? And with Transaction Pro for the bill and bill payments, we're using that bill number as the connector. Um, same thing with the invoice to do receive payments, you're using that invoice number as the connector. Um, you do, of course, have the option with receive payments to just apply it to account or auto apply it to the oldest invoice. But if you want it to a specific invoice, you use that invoice number. That's part of your import. And one thing that I, I really liked about what you were demonstrating is that once you have it imported into the importer, but not yet into QBO, it, it really functions like Excel. So if you don't have a bill number on uh, the bill, for example, uh, you can then utilize uh, that during the import importing process. You can then create it. Exactly, yes. And Val, um, can you tell us more about your affiliate program? I think, Dan, I, I think there's a slide for that. There is. It's the next slide in the deck, Dan, if you're able to just toggle oh. over. But yes, we, oh, look at that. Um, we, <laughs> we do have a Transaction Pro affiliate program, and we would love um, everyone on the call to join. It's free to join. Um, it is a tiered program, so the more you refer your clients to purchase uh, Transaction Pro, um, the more you earn in terms of a bonus back to you on each of your client sales. So um, definitely go out and check it out. There's more details on um, our webpage at transactionpro.com slash affiliates. You can reach out to me directly, vholzer at rightnetworks.com. Um, but um, it's a great program and we have had a lot of good feedback from it since launching it last year. And some support resources, um, I'll cover these because I think we had a few questions come in relative to what types of support we have. Um, any questions that you have, reach out to support at transactionpro.com. That's Michelle's team. Um, so we can get questions answered there. We do have expert services available for purchase. So if you have um, the need um, or the desire to really sit down and do more of a screen share session, um, we have options available for purchase. Um, the knowledge base, I had mentioned when we talked about data migration specific articles um, to assist with data migration. Um, those are articles within our knowledge base, but we have tons and tons of other articles as well um, to describe and help you understand how to do specific import types and other things. So uh, I, I cannot emphasize enough how great this knowledge base is. Please go visit it. Um, we have a forum. We have a blog for ins and outs of Transaction Pro. We have a newsletter that we'd love for you to join so you can get sort of the monthly tips and tricks um, that we've put out for T-Pro. YouTube videos, um, so just a lot of resources here. Again, similar to what I talked about with our pricing, this is a screenshot of a page that exists on our website, so it's kind of your one-stop shop to get to where you need to go for support relative to Transaction Pro. Wonderful. And Val, one of the questions we had had earlier is what is the general turnaround time to get assistance with the software? I will let Michelle give her speak on that since it's relative to her team, but it, it does vary depending on the package that you've opted into. Um, as of right now, our um, 
Sorry, I was answering your question. Our support hours right now are 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Monday through Friday. However, we are hoping by second quarter that we are going to be able to extend those from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to give a wider range for our customers on the West Coast and our international customers. We generally, during those business hours, we try to get to you in no more than four hours. Um, we generally try to stay near two. Um, if you want to have guaranteed two hour, we do have priority support that is included with our top online package or can be purchased separately for desktop. But in general, if you're emailing us during business hours, at the most you're going to have to wait is four hours. And again, we're trying to get that down lower and lower as we continue to expand the team. Wonderful. Well, I'll tell you, I think you all have such amazing tools um, for us as accounting professionals. And again, I think it's a great worthwhile investment of our time and energy to learn how to use these tools because the possibilities for the types of jobs and engagements and projects that we can do for our clients are just huge. And again, these are high value um, services that we can offer for our clients. So you definitely don't want to be charging hourly for this stuff. Um, it's high value type of things that we can be doing. Um, Dan, any final comments? No, I, I think this was this was an awesome introduction for a lot of folks to to see what what tools are actually out there. Um, again, you know the 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 main thing the main takeaway for me is that if you can get it into Excel, then using a tool like this you can then the 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 options are are really endless um uh with with regards to what you can do with it after the fact yeah val or michelle any last minute comments i don't think that we have anything i think we have a, a final a final poll right and we have one on the or did you close them all oh i don't I think we, we had the, the did you learn anything no it was uh which um, what what what's the next steps? Uh, so if you, if you just want to throw in the question box, you know, like yeah. what is your uh, what's what's your next step uh, with with Transaction Pro? Do you want to find out more about the product, or do you want to find out more about the affiliate program? Um, something like any anything like that. What's your what's your next step with with Transaction Pro? Even not interested. <laughs> Yeah, just type that in the questions box, everyone. Um, and uh, yeah, I apologize, Dan. I don't, I don't see that there. So, but we will be having a follow-up uh, with you all that will to the, the attendees and registrants um, with the link to the recording. And we are also going to post some stuff on our Facebook or on our QB Power Hour website. We will have a page for Transaction Pro Importer with some links to some of their resources and some things like that. But if you're interested and you want them to follow up with you, go ahead and please just type, I'm interested, contact me, call me, whatever. Um, and we will share that information with Val and Michelle and have their team follow up with you as well. Um, one more question on that discount. Is that for online or only desktop? It's for online for our annual plans only for desktop, either plan. We just have the one-time fee plan. So desktop or online. Okay. Cool. Yep. All right. Wonderful. Again, it expires March 13th of 2020. Okay. So they have a couple weeks, 10 days, maybe 10 days. That's it. All right. Well, thank you, Val and Michelle and Dan. Um, it's been wonderful. And thank you all for joining us today. And we will see you all in the Facebook group and hope everybody has a great day. Bye, everybody. Thanks Bye. for joining us today. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed listening to the QB Power Hour podcast. If you have any questions, feel free to ask them in our Facebook group. You can find those resources and much more at qbpowerhour.com.